Hello and welcome to episode one of Don't Worry, It's Not Just You. My name is Phoebe Paradise and I hope this email finds you well. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel like things have been getting a little strange around here lately. Nice, normal people are making funky polymer clay earrings and selling them on the internet. Your auntie has a side hustle as a wellness coach, and she's asked you to build her a website. Your coworker is carefully curating his personal brand. Even 30-year-old artists with adult acne are starting podcasts. Right now, everyone you know is trying their hand at making it, turning what was once a hobby or a personal interest into a stressful small business. Consumers are becoming the suppliers in unprecedented numbers. Maybe I'm just projecting here, but look, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a pretty good chance that you have spent the last few years freelancing, side hustling, contracting, temping, or gigging your way into your next paycheck. It's the new normal, no matter who you are. And you know what that means, guys? We have made it. We are standing in the eye of the creative gig economy storm. And I, Phoebe Paradise, and the tornado chaser, reformed girl boss, an absolute idiot, here to take your hand and watch it unfold in real time. With my freelancing friends, colleagues, and creative frenemies by my side, we are going to make sense of this thing. My guest this week is one of my dearest friends, Sam McKenzie, who I look up to greatly. He is an amazing and successful artist and illustrator. He may be best known for his incredibly graphic and dynamic, like fluid illustrations that have found their way onto bare merchandise and gig posters around the world. But he's also done stuff like designed an an official Magic the Gathering card. This year, he's produced some of his best work I've ever seen. It is absolutely outstanding. All of which we do not talk about in this episode. What we do instead is spend a great deal of time clowning on, you know, this toxic hustle and grind culture of freelancing. You know, we poke fun at TikTok entrepreneurs, talk about mood boarding. We talk about the pitfalls of, you know, running a freelancing business, um, even for someone as successful as Sam. The culture of biting and stealing other people's work that's really endemic in this industry. But you know what? We have a whole lot of fun on this first ever episode of Don't Worry, It's Not Just You. My name is Phoebe Paradise. Let's get into it. Today, I'm joined by a man. An incredibly talented artist, designer, and local Scorpio whose illustrations, as Acclaim magazine once wrote, are inspired by 90s cartoons like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. (laughs) (laughs) It's artist Sam McKenzie, my friend. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, Phoebe. I'm Uh, excited to be on the, uh, the maiden voyage of the podcast. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Sam, would you say that you are inspired by 90s cartoons like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yes, I'd say so. Like, it's a bit hard to avoid that because, you know, only 90s kids understand these things. They do, yeah. uh, Certain ubiquity to that. It's just like, 
It's like saying, were you influenced by the things that you absorbed throughout your life? <laughs> yeah. Were you inspired by our television um, as a child? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds... Uh, it sounds more insulting than I think it is because it, I think he's actually pretty accurate. Like that stuff <laughs> is in my sort of like DNA and um, it sort of has come full circle in a way. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not, you're not, I'm not, you're not I'm hurt not by this. By that. No, <laughs> okay, that's good. There are more. There are more insulting terms. A bit misleading, maybe. <laughs> yeah, the artist Sam McKenzie, who only draws Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, like, You're like that guy who only wants people to do uh, Simpsons characters as ninjas. Uh, the female yeah. Simpsons characters yeah. dressed as ninjas. Uh, not sexy, not a sex thing, which uh, really surprised me because I was like, it has, to, it has to be a sex thing. I know he says it's not a sex thing. I'm pretty sure it's a sex thing. <laughs> Well, maybe he threw me right off the trail yeah. there. Uh, he could have. He's like, come on. Come on. Gotta it's believe like, me. Wink. Just do it. They're ninjas. I just like yeah. ninjas. Okay, Sam. So for those listening, could you very briefly explain what you do for a living? So whoever may not be familiar with your work. Uh, yeah, I, um, I draw, draw stuff. For money for people. <laughs> if I get asked this question out and about, you know, like if I'm get ordering my lunch or something, yeah, yeah. Uh, I usually just say graphic design yes. or something because it's yeah. sort of, yeah, it's an annoying conversation to get into when I you know. tell people that you're uh, an illustrator or whatever because... It all seems too specific, right? Yeah, and then it's, yeah, you get lots of questions about, oh, so Disney. I was like, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you draw Disney princesses reimagined as hipster girlfriends? <laughs> and could you do no, one for me it, yeah. for fifty dollars? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know what I mean. It's just like that's always been. I feel like it's kind of old world now, like nineties thing. It's like, yeah. Oh, you draw. You must want to work for Disney one day. It's, yeah. I mean, it's. I see where they're coming from. It's more it's of like a nebulous concept now, right? Yeah, where it's, it's like the idea, like the act of drawing is no longer kind of focused to a specific industry. It's yeah. not like, oh, I'm an animator. Oh, I'm an illustrator. I'm this, yeah. that, or the other. It's like, oh, no, like when I say I draw pictures for a living, I really mean That's that. I, <laughs> I get a pen and I get a piece of paper. Yeah, I'm not trying I'm to like, beat around the bush here. I draw. There's, there's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's it. Uh, you know, like occasionally I do other things, but they're all sort of like uh, in that wheelhouse of relying on those uh, drawing skills. So whether it is like accidentally graphic design or, you know, like maybe doing a record cover layout, like it's all kind of like incidental stuff of sort of learned or had to learn from drawing and uh, using a computer and like putting stuff on the internet and it's just adapting. Computers. Computers God love them. So the other night we were at dinner and we were talking about old jobs. Yes. And it dawned on us that it had been like over 10 years since you last worked, like a regular full-time job. Oh, yeah. So you've spent the last decade, Sam McKenzie, working for yourself as an artist, sorry, <laughs> artist, doing work for bands. Such a loaded like term. Corporate brands, so, so loaded. 
um, like corporate branding, like for bands and doing a bunch of amazing personal commissions as well. Mm -hmm. How does freelancing compare to your last job, Pancake Manor? Well, it's, uh, you know, maybe a little bit similar. How does it stack up? (laughs) Everybody should work in hospitality or retail at some point. It's an important thing to learn uh it's important skill to have i don't have any time for people who are rude to nervous people it's upsetting man i saw this like it was one of those dumb like quotes on the internet where it was picture of trees with like science facts like you know kind of watermark in the corner but it was some people treat authority i want you to treat me like how i treat you yeah some people see being treated with authority as i need you to treat me like your boss yeah, yeah. and so like or like not uh, authority but respect yeah. like what does respect look like to you respect is you uh treating me like i'm a lot better than you because i am because i'm giving you the money because yeah. uh, i'm the one eating the stack of pancakes yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for kids at the kids but, restaurant you know, it's just like, <laughs> and then just the poor like people who have to deal with that who are just like i don't care i don't get paid enough for this no uh and yeah it's just disheartening anyway uh pancake manner the question? <laughs> uh, they're very different uh obviously like uh now that i work at home mm-hmm. and i sort of have been doing that since well well before the pando the pandemic yeah I'm bad at <laughs> organizing my time. I've gotten a bit better in like more recent years, but uh-huh. uh, yeah. It's working been a long the... like journey to try and work out like your working style at home. Yeah. And now I've got a much more sort of day sort of regular human schedule. Like I'll yeah. get started in the morning and try and finish early evening. Were you or... a night owl, Sam? Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially like... Now that I think about it, working that uh, hospitality job, which was a 24-hour rest. Famously, 24 hours. So So many drunken nights at Pancakes, (laughs) man. So I think, um, you know, I was already like, uh, you know, having moved out of home and stuff and then spending a lot of time like, you know, you stay up all night because you can and and what's the morning got to provide for you? Nothing. Yeah. So, but yeah, I I would get a lot of my work, my drawing sort of work done at nighttime mm-hmm. like something kind of nice about late at night when everyone's asleep it's there's no distractions so to speak uh and you don't have any obligations really it's not like oh i have to be somewhere in two hours which can really sort of stifle getting stuff done um oh yeah you know like the old joke about like if you have one thing to do in your day, that's it's hard to like move past that. Sorry, I can't make it for breakfast. I'm actually preparing for this phone call that I'm receiving at 11.30 today. Yeah. Um, oh. And then I can't do that thing this afternoon because I need to be recovering from the phone call yeah. that I had at 11.30. That's um, it. I'm right with you. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, you know, dicking around. Um, like procrastination is kind of an important and sadly uh, important part of the process because <laughs> you kind of you got to spend time like absorbing things and whatever yeah. but uh and also wasting time so you kind of light a fire under your ass yeah man but with the nighttime thing it's sort of yeah again no distractions you've kind of lit this fire under your ass to be like <laughs> you need to get this moving now so you can go to sleep at some point so you get started and it's always just a start that's hard yeah so once you're sort of in the in the zone so to speak or mm-hmm. got that momentum going 
that's a bit more enjoyable. Yeah. And, but yeah, so I, I would do a lot of all-nighters and stuff. Uh, sometimes they'd be like, yeah, I'm enjoying it, it's fun. Sometimes they'd be like, oh my God, I've got so much to do and I can't go to sleep until I like finish this list of things and you just look at it every time you look at it there's more and more and it's just stressful so I try not to do those jobs anymore because they're not good no there's (laughs) so many jobs that aren't good and I'm really glad to hear that you're being like selective with the work that you're doing it's good it took a long time to try and uh, get to sort of have a regular normal person yeah hours to some extent do you feel like you've got yeah and do you feel like you've got like a good kind of workflow set up now like you're feeling kind of like there's harmony in your life (laughs) no it could always be better but I feel like I'm a little bit better at uh, switching it on when I need to yeah um as opposed to like you know banging your head against the wall (laughs) trying to get something trying to like make something fall out yeah and that's another thing too like uh, we could probably talk about this later, but mm. you know, like supposed like art blocks and oh my God. like that, like they exist, yeah. But if you're doing it for money, like you don't really get the, the that sort of chance to not do it. Yeah. You kind of have to do it, so you just kind of have to like keep trying and yeah. trying and trying until eventually something comes out. Yeah. Like you're gonna do a lot of shit. Like a lot of crap's gonna. You're going to be frustrated, you're going to be annoyed, but you just got to yeah. keep doing it until you find something that you can work with. Oh my God, totally. So yeah, deadlines, very uh, important. Super important. I, I think you and I are similar in that way where like um, having a deadline, and it's one of the reasons why I still freelance, yeah. honestly, is because it helps me um, gain momentum and then kind yeah. of like keep working and like forcing myself to, to be working constantly. Yeah. Um, but like... There's also a flip side to that coin too, right? Where it's like when I don't have deadlines, I'm suddenly kind of inert. Well, yeah, you know, where I'm like, like if I don't have someone kind of like the lion at my tail, yeah. then I'm sort of like, fuck. Like, like where's, where's <laughs> the motivation? Like, yeah, you're like, even fuck, if, do I draw for like, like funsies? Well, Am I doing it. this for it's funsies? Like, <laughs> that's the cruelest thing because ultimately it is like a very enjoyable, fulfilling thing mm-hmm. to do. Like... I, that's where I get some of, like my most uh, enjoyment and satisfaction is like yeah. when you're in that zone, zone and you just like you make you're creating something and it's working and it's getting there. And again, so satisfying. As I was saying, like not liking doing nights, but sometimes you do them when maybe the pressure is a little bit uh, less, and it's kind of yeah. like a a nice little treat to like catch up on stuff or, you, yeah. or if you're just doing like maybe you've uh, again like you said. Uh, want to do something for yourself like you've maybe allowed yourself a little bit of time to maybe do a poster for something that you more of a passion project yeah, kind of thing totally passion project thing something that's yeah. not uh someone paying you to do it and it's something it's you want nice. to get done for yourself whether it's for you know social media or as a gift for someone or mm. yeah but what were we getting at before that well if like if if the like the piece that you're working on i i was just thinking like I can't remember the last time I did like an all-nighter. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it, I've never been a night owl. Yeah. But the times that I have done it was when I was like hyper-focusing and like yeah. hyper-fixating on like a piece that I was really yeah. enjoying. And it feels sometimes so rare to have those moments where you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. I'm like, not only am I liking this piece, tick, that's yeah. nice. Um, second of all, I'm like having a lot of fun doing yeah. this and I don't want to stop. And so you like kind of look up 
in like in like the black screen of your computer. <laughs> you're just staring back at this like goblin with like yeah. bloodshot eyes. And you're like, oh my god, who the fuck is that? Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> you're just like Gollum. But um, it's a nice feeling, and it feels it like is. a luxury. And like that art that's, block that's thing it. is like it feels like a luxury sometimes because yeah, like when you well, when you're working, you've yeah. got to just kind of it's a luxury push it. if you can sort of take that little bit of time to uh, just stop. And because yeah. like a break can be helpful, but ultimately what's helpful is just kind of like pushing, pushing through. through cause, I mean, you got to do stuff that's bad. Like, oh my God, you got to make things that aren't perfect. And it's okay. like, it's probably very twisted coming from the other side. Like if people are, are, are not, you know, uh, don't really have any experience with, you know, making uh, artwork. Uh, yeah. Like it, it probably looks like magic and it probably looks yeah. easy. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like that dreaded thing of like, oh, can you just draw something for me now? And it's like, <laughs> oh, no. Like, you know, it all just ends up like, you know, that video where like Rizzo is making that beat <laughs> <laughs> on the spot. And like, and like, like the guy is extremely talented and good, but it's just like putting someone on the spot. It's like you're not really yeah. going to get the best not album. everyone's a natural improviser yeah. too right like some people are good at that yeah and uh, i'm actually kind of upset with you because i've literally never seen you do a bad drawing before so i think it's really unfair for you to bring this well, up that's, right now that's because it's like <laughs> it's uh, that's this it's is kind of <laughs> fucked up actually sam so this, wow i mean i know this thing isn't about giving advice but uh, uh, but i'd love to hear it if you've you know well, it's just like people are so fixated on everything needs to be uh, something you can put on the internet. Like, if you're going to make something, everything has to be monetized. Yeah. You can't do this and this and this. Everything, it's like, no, not everything is there to be finished or to be seen. Like, mm -hmm. that's, like, the whole point of, like, a sketchbook or whatever. I know people like to curate their sketchbooks so it looks like it's this perfect yeah. Etsy wonder for yeah. social media. Yeah. But it should just be something where you are messy messy getting into the guts of things and just working things out and it's not really for public consumption it, no it's no. just it's there as like exercise a way to work things out yeah um i'm gonna switch it up for a second yep. sam because so one of the i guess like the backbones of this um podcast um this is a segment where i want to give my guests an opportunity to get it off their chests yeah. in a safe, non-judgmental atmosphere. <laughs> um, you know, this is a podcast where we get to not only talk about the things we like about our jobs, but also spill the beans on the shit that rolls downhill mm -hmm. um, in the career <laughs> that we've chosen. So I originally wanted to prompt you to tell some client horror stories or jobs gone wrong, but then I realized that probably all of your worst stories are about me. So <laughs> <laughs> instead... Well, like, you, I wouldn't be so shabby as to bring it up. <laughs> Thank you. In my own home. Um, <laughs> yeah. So instead, I, I wanted to talk to you about what I would call your personal hell. So I'm going to show you an image and I want you to take a moment and describe that image to our listeners. All right, guys. So I'm showing Sam a picture now. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I forgot about this. Um, yeah, this is one of the funniest uh, stories. <laughs> Can you please describe to our listeners what you are looking at right now as this is an audio medium? <laughs> All right. Um, so <laughs> back 
back in the day, I think I even got a little Facebook memory uh, recently saying this was maybe like 11 years ago, something like that. Uh, I was always into like gig posters, I guess. And I wanted to uh, sort of delve into that. You know, I started playing in bands and stuff as a way to kind of uh, start doing these things, you know, like do posters, record covers, T-shirts, whatever. So I figured that was a good excuse to do that. So anyway, um, so for one show uh, with some friends, I, I did a poster. And the poster mm -hmm. is a sort of a girl in a, with some sunglasses and a leather jacket, kind of like a close-up-ish sort of shot. It's like a portrait yeah, kind a portrait. of close-up. It looks like she's sort of been in a fight. She's, you know, got the cigarette behind her ear. She's got like cracked sunglasses, got a bit of a blood nose. She's, she's hit the pit. Hit the pit. Um, like she's smiling. She, she probably won the fight. But anyway, the whole like uh, reason I did that was because uh, I wanted to do the the lettering in kind of like blood that had dripped onto her t-shirt, um, and that's where I put all the band names, uh, the details and stuff. So yeah, it's a great drawing, beautiful illustration, like, really it good. Was, it was a I guess Popular. a pretty formative one for me. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so this poster, uh, put it online. But over the years, this thing has been ripped off and just fucking warped beyond recognition so many times. Yeah, for our listeners, one of Sam McKenzie's, um, I guess, most like notable kind of career works that would be recognizable is that Sam has spent the last several years doing amazing gig posters for bands like all over the world yep. all this stuff that if i was like in charge of the ironic punishments division of hell <laughs> it would be making you redraw this image for all of eternity well, and having it pop up on mood boards oh, all yeah, around yeah. the world well, some people have redrawn it badly uh some people just choose to like crop out the lettering and stuff this specific poster <laughs> that I'm one. showing Sam, uh, <laughs> take it away. For, uh, so someone's just taken the poster like wholesale, didn't redraw it, didn't trace it, didn't do a fresh spin on it. They just mm -hmm. took the JPEG, uh, you know, got the Microsoft Paint tool, got rid of the, the band names and stuff and have just kind of like picked the crappiest spooky drippy font and put it on the poster instead. But the funny thing is... It is for that English band, uh, punk, punk band, Punks. arguably, called uh, Towers of London. Towers of London. Uh, Towers, of, Towers of London. Uh, what's the guy's name? I can't remember. Um, yeah, really. His name is Danny Tourette. Danny, Danny Tourette? Yeah, Danny yeah. Tourette. Uh, hey, gang. This is Phoebe. I'm currently editing this episode. And uh, yeah, this guy's name is Donny Tourette. Um, Donny Tourette with an O. Uh, we call him Danny Tourette for the entire episode, and there is <laughs> nothing I can do about it. So, <laughs> just forewarning, Donny Tourette, enjoy. Right. Famous for his appearance on... Oh, um, never mind the Buzzcocks. Never mind the Buzzcocks. Uh, if you haven't seen the episode or, of that, it's well worth looking up. I'll drop a little clip in here for it, yeah. Like, anyway, the guy kind of just makes a massive prick out of himself, like he's... Uh... I should explain. Donnie is a punk. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case anyone didn't know. Oh, it's because I'm not wearing a Mohican that you might not understand. Right. right, it's more inside. It's like a, it's a philosophy. <laughs> it's like, it's like a he pops on Nevermind the Buzzcocks 
and everyone hurts his feelings. Yeah, he gets he, <laughs> he gets takes himself very <laughs> serious. He's a very serious punk. Yeah, and they're like, oh, he's smoking a cigarette oh, that you can buy in a shop. Something uh, <laughs> legally buy in a shop. What is it? Donnie's so punk, he once got on the bus without paying for it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, like, uh, this must have just popped up and someone would have tagged me in mm-hmm. this. And um, yeah, so there's my poster. Towers of London Halloween show. Yeah, so they've taken this poster, the lowest like res JPEG off of the second. So I looked this up because if you type in, so dear listeners, if you're on your laptop right now and you type into a little website called google.com yes. forward slash images mm-hmm. um, and you type into the, the search bar, um, cool gig poster. <laughs> <laughs> That was cool. <laughs> All right. Cool gig poster. Oh, man. Um, this is like on the second line, and there's actually several of your posters that pop up on Google Images. I, for I that. think because there was a time where uh, I was putting them on that website called gigposters.com. Yeah, which, right, right. Which was like a pretty big deal, I guess, before my time. Sick. Because I remember <laughs> trying to upload stuff, uh, and they would ask for the like craziest uh, dimensions of gig. Like they had to be like. Oh maximum like 300 pixels or something oh. i'm probably exaggerating there but it was like tiny the oh, images weird. had to be tiny they only had dial up back then <laughs> yeah well it was like around probably like what like early 2000s yeah right um, right god old but this, internet, this hey. poster i did was what like 2010 or something yeah well, okay so what so i was gonna ask it is 2010 i think so somewhere yeah. like, that. like somewhere between 2010 and 2012 and this poster i've got to say like it's kind of a running joke in our friendship group <laughs> now it's like it's haunting you like the the beast from it follows like yeah it's been but following it, you around with a steady pace well, and it still gets ripped years. off and like this yeah. feels like a lifetime ago you know like it's been over 10 years i reckon and it's not really like uh, what the work i do now is like so much so Ma- like it's still like superficially pretty close but it feels like a lifetime ago and the fact that it keeps popping up mm-hmm. in the funniest ways like it gets traced a lot or like eyeball copied and not very well no no there's some great ones and i think what i might do is i'll put up you're gonna get a best um, of i'm gonna do i'm gonna compile a best of of all of the ripoffs that i can find on the internet of your posters i'm gonna put them together i'm gonna put them on instagram or something um (laughs) for people to look at because this is a concept that you and i talk about a fair bit sam um that we like to call mood boarding oh yeah yeah if your ironic punishment is for you to spend eternity doing this same drawing over and over again. My ironic punishment for eternity is getting the best client opportunity of my life only yep. for them to send a mood board with your fucking <laughs> artwork in it. And they're like, can you make something like this? This and I'm happened. Like, <laughs> I guarantee you this happens to other people with your work as well. Yeah. I don't, uh, like, I, un- I totally understand the point of a mood board, but most of the time do they not realize that they can just reach out to the person who they've put on their mood board reverse google image search it's on every computer <laughs> yeah it. it is and it's just <laughs> like oh just get the i don't know if they're too like unfamiliar with technology do get their interns to do yeah, get to their just son to look it up you know or if you can't find the credit like maybe be a bit more cautious about using it because yeah. this thing is like we've talked about this and I, I remember a funny story with friend of the pod, Ben Baker. <laughs> we were talking about like, I think we'd both been hit up by separate bands. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, like one band had hit me up. It's like, can we have a shirt? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. But again, like, no, never set a deadline, never really followed up. I said, yes, I'm keen. I mm. uh, never heard again, pretty much. And then uh, I think they offered it to Ben down the line. And they're like, can you do something like, <laughs> like Sam stuff? And he's like, uh, this is my friend. Mm. You could probably just ask him to do it. I can ask him. But then the reverse happened too. Like he'd been hit up for something, probably similar situation, said yes. Never yeah. heard from them again. And then they hit me up. So we ended up swapping. Like we were joking that their like assistants had like two folders and they'd like <laughs> smacked into each other and dropped them on the floor. Ran into each other up. on the elevator. Yeah, yeah. And then like picked up the wrong folder and take, took it away. You guys are like a meet cute for some like. Yeah, but it was just like. It's a, it's a bizarre thing. And, and so, like, one of my questions, like, this is obviously extremely fucking funny because uh, it's Danny Tourette and his terrible band. Mm. And it's the only gig poster they have on their Facebook as well, really? by the way. I, I implore everyone to go check band? it out. <laughs> no, I, th- I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I seem to remember when this got sent to you. It was, like, 2015 or something. Like, when you get your stuff ripped off, what is your approach personally? And God knows, it happens all the time. Like your red bubble situation is like Oh, I haven't looked chops. into that. Is it bad? Your, your shit is just like stolen, like oh, pillaged with impunity. <laughs> okay. I should like, probably be more on top of this, to be well, honest. I'm curious as to like whether you have like a hard and fast approach no. for this kind of thing. And whether you do try to like, did you reach out to these guys? No, no, God no. Um, I think it was just like, again, this was back when people used Facebook, but I had a lot of friends being cheeky shits in the well, I remember comments. we kind of bombed them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, daddy! Like, it wasn't. Daddy. I didn't ask anyone to do this. People just dived at the chance supportive to, like, razz Donny Tourette. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, supportive friends. But honestly, because uh, they're usually so poorly done, uh, I just, I find it fun. Yeah. It, it'd be different if it was, like, a big business and they're making money off it. Mm-hmm. I would get a bit more uh, annoyed then. But it was like Dangerfield or whatever, putting this oh, on yeah, a jacket. Yeah. Like, but That's, some like knob from the UK. Yeah, just if it's like, just some like low rent, <laughs> low rent thing where someone's just found the poster and put it together for a gig that like 40 people are going to go to. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like That's, as long as they're not trying yeah. to insinuate that I did it for that. You can yeah. usually tell because they're really like badly photoshopped. I haven't that, had that the perfect sense. I yeah, haven't yeah. had the luxury of being like super picky over my yeah. like uh, career. Uh huh. But you know, like, I also don't want to do like completely shit work and no. try and pass that off. Like, I always do try and put effort into things. Yeah. But yeah, this sort of stuff is just funny. Like, I remember once being in a bottle shop and I found some beer that had taken one of my pictures. Are you for real? And like traced it really badly, changed it, made it a little bit twee, gave it a little like Tim Burton <laughs> umbrella and stuff. Oh my god! And it was some like European micro brew thing. I think at oh. the time I like took photos of it. That's weird. And I looked up the website, and it wasn't in English. It was really small, and um, I sort of like lost track of it. But I was also like, I don't think they're really making any money. Like this is annoying. I don't think it was in me to like chase that down on any big level that's yeah. not that's not giving a green light to anyone who wants to rip my stuff off i will oh yeah <laughs> not let that happen no 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 um uh, just please let it be known publicly this that was many if, many if years you, ago if you rip off sam's artwork i will kill you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is a real actual threat yeah but I, I know there are a lot more people out there who are very like a bit more concerned with this uh, whereas in my head i'm always like yeah, 
people have to start somewhere. Like you, you start by copying. Yeah. Like I don't know, going back to old mate before, Ninja Turtles. Like <laughs> being a kid and drawing Ninja Turtles, you kind of like copy stuff. You like take your yeah. inspiration from things. These ones are just well, not not original. Like not imaginative. Like it's not. It's not really encroaching on my life too much to like be a nuisance. Absolutely. Yeah. And like on, on a really, really small scale, it's probably not worthy of like investing a ton yeah, of like, time and energy. What am I going to do? It. Like, yeah, apart from just like ask them to take it down, which is probably the best thing to do. Like, I'm not going to take legal action over someone for doing a poster for a show that I wouldn't made even a know couple how. hundred bucks. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to get lawyers involved. <laughs> like, that sounds so fucking boring. Like, I know. Maybe no. for Danny Trout, though. He seems like a real cunt. <laughs> uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Be, we, allegedly. I mean, that's his character, surely. Like, yeah, uh, he, is. he is a cartoon. We're just trying to cover ourselves legally here. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, sorry. sorry Danny. I, I don't actually want to kill anyone. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, kill yourself in Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, I will kill you in GTA 5. This, this next segment is a work in progress. And I thought as my first guest, um, guest, you could help me like on some working titles for this yeah. uh, segment. So TikTok toxic, TikTok-sick. the TikTok entrepreneurs Ooh. or inflicting psychic damage on my friend Sam <laughs> and oh. breaking his algorithm on Instagram. I already do that myself. I, I hate watch so many things. I think I have a really high tolerance for dumb cringy shit i don't know why i get sick joy out of <laughs> watching these things that You're make bad me person. Like, like infuriate me but <laughs> we'll get more into that let me have a think yeah on, um, have, have a little think all right i'm gonna um what's the answer? here's how i make nearly a thousand dollars a month in passive income as a 14 year old listen i've had three business lunches today i did a lot of typing i am exhausted all you have to do is join me live tonight right here on tiktok here's how i'm making seven figures even when i'm sitting in bed with covid making three thousand dollars a week on this one simple thing make up to four hundred dollars per hour speaking i'm about to share something with you something small that changed my life forever and this is the key you are about to hear the number one cheat code to life Okay, so I feel like I need to establish up front, I'm not a hater. I love to see people flourish, grow their audience, do their thing, whatever that thing is. I'm waving my flag from the sidelines, cheering you on. <laughs> Secure that bag, honey. Um, there is, however, maybe one area of the internet that I find pretty strange and toxic, which is that... Uh, I guess, like, the fuckhead respawn point um, that I would describe um, as the business TikToks or business Instagrams. Um, these kinds of, like, you know, like, how to get rich quick. Like, here are my top ten ideas on mm. how to, like, get a Maserati by 14 years old. Um, yeah. You know, bad advice kind of condensed down into these 15-second videos. Yeah. Um, and this is something, Sam, that I think I've been sending you specifically this guy's reels for the last two months now <laughs> i've completely fucked up your algorithm um yeah well, i mean it's, it's gotta say my algorithm's already pretty fucked it's it's looking bad out there yeah it's it's not good um so what i want to do for you now and let's see how this works um but we're gonna watch some tiktoks together and we're gonna break down you know your take we're going to see what you think about um, the genius minds that congregate 
um, in this in this online Wait, world of time business. To, time to rise and grind already? Yeah. Oh, it's rise and grind time, baby. All right. I want to hold out for a higher paying gig, but I just really need the cash. That's okay, man. That's part of starting. But focus on saving six to 12 months of living expenses so you can start coming at these scenarios with a safety net. Start playing more of a long game. <laughs> um... Okay, so what did we just see in that video, Sam? Feel free to hold this so you can um, refer it's, back to it's it. It's a man uh, talking to himself, pretending to be two men. Yeah. Uh, one is like a upstart freelancer, new to the biz. One is a mm. seasoned pro. Yeah. Both of them look like they found their clothes in a garbage bin. <laughs> no, a garbage bag in a, like a hole in a field somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like it just it sounds petty to say but it's really jarring considering how like professional this guy is yeah. trying to like make his content um sorry sorry to that dude i don't know you so okay so this is tiktok this man jamie brindle he's a freelance advice giver on instagram and tiktok yeah and his tiktok is basically saying um in order to be a successful freelancer you need to save six to 12 months worth of income yeah. um, and living in expenses. And it makes it a lot easier to say no to jobs that you like, don't want to do. Yeah. I mean, it's good advice on paper, but it's just extremely uh, condescending do in reality. Do you think it's a realistic thing to... to um, no, to God, no. People. Like if you can save six to 12 months worth of income... Mm. Uh, I don't think anyone I know is uh, that organized, really. Like a little peek behind the curtain here, but everyone is uh, a bit of a fuck up. Some people are a lot better at it than others, but I just have an issue with this because this kind of like reminds me of, you know, like the self-help seminars, Tony Robbins, the, the Troy McClure Simpsons thing. Yeah. Where the fish fuckers of the world, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, calling this TikTok yeah. man a fish fucker. <laughs> Allegedly, a fish fucker in Minecraft. Um, but <laughs> I think those like old motivational uh, speaker things, thing, or they trick you into going in. It was always a bit of a scam. Like there was always this thing about fleecing people who didn't know any better. Yeah, like the, the arena advice yeah. givers, it's right? It's kind of like yeah. the, the mega church. Uh, in a way, it's you know just like manipulating people into like giving you money. Obviously worked, but yeah. it, it, I don't think it translates well to when you try and have that persona as uh, a social media yeah. thing. Where he's making these videos, which just seem like he's he's got a book or he's watched mm -hmm. a thing and he's just written down every point and just regurgitated this. Really super generalized advice. Super generalized, and it's. It comes across as a bit ingenuine. It's smug. It's very, like, smug, for sure. <laughs> I think that might be the main issue I have with it. But uh, we both have with it. Yeah. But it's also, like... I, I think he wants to keep it pretty general so we can apply it to, like, various forms of uh, freelancing. Mm. I, I'm assuming it's, like, graphic design. Because it's whatever they talk about, it's sort of yeah. along those lines. Maybe that's me projecting onto it. He's, a, he's an interesting guy because he like he does these TikToks, like you say, that are hyper generalized, yeah. so they can kind of fit the bill for like various different kinds of freelancing. Yeah. But as we all know, the problem with this is that 
actual good advice needs to be hyper specific to yeah. the work that you're doing. It can't be this sort of like, you know, bunch of platitudes that you throw out to one another. Actually, this is a pretty good segue. So yeah. this is one that I, I wanted to show you that I think I may have shown you before, but this is the one that um, really like got to me on a deep level. How's that client from three months ago? Good, I guess. They were happy when I turned in the final. Paid on time. You should reach out. Just check in every three or four months. Why? Just helps you stay top of mind. It also helps you come up with new offerings. You can pitch them down the line. <laughs> How practical is the advice that you should be contacting previous clients out of the blue, like cold calling like cold them? cold calling them. Yeah, yeah. And being like, oh. hey, remember that job we did like three months ago? Still here. Do you need, like, do you need any more of that? Like, like it's, again, it's just too generalized. Like, yeah, it, it might work for some people. It might work for some clients. Um, it's not really something I'd feel super comfortable with doing, mm -hmm. like just asking people for work. And unless you kind of had like a good rapport going on, you know, you can kind of feel it out a little bit. But it's just... Like, Super he's, weird. He's read a pamphlet and he's just regurgitating. All these videos are full of like corporate kind of like babble, I guess. It's like very specific wording, which uh, when you're dealing with like, I don't know, say bands or whatever on a bit more of a one-on-one -on -one personal level, you don't need to start talking about scope and uh, all that sort of stuff. I'm going to very quickly change uh, tracks here. Yeah. Sam, you know, you come from music. You've been in bands. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I thought maybe we could together, you know, like learn a little bit about how we could possibly make more money being in a band. I mean, haven't make you money. ever wished? That's something that people can do? That you could make money playing music. Yeah, it can't be done. And learn it from, like, the coolest... Someone's figured this out. Someone's worked Someone's it out. figured out how to make money from being in a band. It's honestly that easy. All you need to do is, is listen to some advice I, from... I look forward to hearing this guy's magic spell. Ten rapid-fire ideas for how to make money as an artist that aren't Spotify or live shows. Band shirts. Teaching. Live streams. Selling downloads. Selling vinyl and CDs. Mixing and <laughs> producing. Fuck, I lost count. Um, but session music, session playing, sync licensing <laughs> and writing for music libraries, making beats, paid collabs, oh, making money as an influencer. Point being, there's a lot of ways to make money as an artist. You just gotta look for them. Oh, Did you notice what this guy is holding in his no, hand? No, he's holding something. Cigar. The fattest uh, uh, cigar you've ever seen in your uh, goddamn life. Uh, um, <laughs> oh Christ. Um, so this gentleman, how would we describe it? Um, so he's like pretty music looking dude. He looks like, like a magician. Um, that's really into like mixed martial arts. Um, yeah, yeah, he's got a bit of that vibe. Um, and he's giving a pretty like heady explanation on all of the many ways that you can make money as a musician including but not limited to band shirt one was like playing music or like <laughs> letting people buy your download this is a, a huge problem with i think it's like maybe the biggest problem with this uh, exact topic we're talking about yeah, it's yeah. just like people being like we got the secrets for you mm -hmm. the secrets are 
the most obvious shit you can think yeah. of. It's like, do you uh, do you play music and want to make money? Have you thought about like maybe like monetizing some of those things? Or did you never think about you could sell your thing? Oh, it's like an eighteen-year-old staring dead into the camera and going, <laughs> "It's actually really easy to be a millionaire, such as." Build a website. <laughs> yeah. You could just like buy a bag of seeds and then you like grow a bunch. Of, you plant the seeds in that fruit and then bam, you amass it all. The, my favorite video, part of that video is the guy smugly listing everything and then he just goes, ah, oh, fuck, I lost count. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> There's simply too many ways to make money as a musician, such as uh, session musician. <laughs> yeah, session, that's it. Do collabs. It's, it's... What a boss. Um, all right, I've got another good one for you, Sam. So. Quick tip for all you freelancers out there. Assassins don't work for exposure. Neither should you. All right, okay. Um, there's a lot going on here. There's like a... There's a sort of like a dance music-y track in the background. And then a guy saying that assassins don't work for exposure. So therefore, you shouldn't either. That's not... <laughs> this should be the magician guy, not this man. Why is he talking about assassins? And how does that <laughs> apply at all? Are you invoicing someone for an assassination? Are you like... Is that on the books? Assassins Do you put that in the census? Sure. Like, assassin is a job? You heard it here first. What? Don't... I mean, yeah. <laughs> Who does an assassination and then is like... Oh, yeah, fucking like... Kevin, I heard he did a good assassination. You should get him on the next one. And as a freelancer, you should consider yourself an assassin. The quality of your work is unmatched. <laughs> you're detail-oriented. You've got a uh, killer instinct. Yeah, your work is deeply unethical. Because you're fastidious. Very illegal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was, was very funny. I think this guy <laughs> has just been playing too much Assassin's Creed or something. And he's like, that's me. That's me. I'm the guy. I'm Assassin's Creed. He's yeah. like, damn. He's like, he's like, I'm John My Hope life Man. a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he is so me. Like John Wick. John Wick's got a lot to answer for, I think. Sigma males. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, all of these freelancers really see themselves as Sigma males. Big Sigma male energy. Yo, oh, my goodness. That is so true. Yeah, big Sigma male energy. Big, like, hey, I'm actually, I'm not necessarily against the grain or with the grain. I actually don't recognize the grain as, like, a way of grain. life. Yeah, I actually carve out my own destiny, so whatever. Um. So, this is a... Uh, I know that your business isn't necessarily like, you know, centered around product and like selling product online at e-commerce. Yeah. It is kind of part of my, my job. Oh, so yeah. let's, let's watch this one together sure. and, and you can tell me what you think. Small Nobody's business hack. Know. Take your product photos at Ikea. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. <laughs> How would they know? How would they know? <laughs> um, All right, this one's pretty good. Um, do you think they're in on it? The little, how do they know? How will they know? That audio is um, pretty... Or is like, that just like a standard TikTok template? Yeah, it's like a TikTok meme. 
All right, uh, to describe what this video is, uh-huh. it, a car pulling up to Ikea and it says, take your product photos at Ikea. So it's just them walking around the shop. Uh, it seems like they sell little bottles of moisturizer or moisturizer oil or something. And they're just putting it on the displays and taking photos, which is like, it's funny and it's resourceful. Uh, but <laughs> like, I think they just wanted to go to Ikea. Like you don't need an excuse. Just go. So there's this great subset of TikTok that's like how to like hack the planet, like trying to like find out the best ways to like, you know, maximize each moment. Yeah. So this is like, yeah, if you've got a small business, you've got like little products, you can take your product photos at Ikea, at the like setups inside their living rooms and stuff. And it's like, yeah, like you say, resourceful. It's a pretty neat idea. But then they proceed, oh, it's so to, cheap take, though, like, like... They proceed to take the worst photos. Oh yeah, they look seen. awful because they're just taking them on their phone. It's like... So shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh God. It's... <laughs> It's like, I mean, this is one of those things where it's like you get what you pay for. Like, they, they should probably hire a photographer. Yep. yep. Uh, depending. They could do it themselves, mm-hmm. kind of like they are now, but they didn't need to go to Ikea. Yeah. I was like, I mean, draping a t-shirt over some meatballs in the Ikea food court. Just <laughs> to, like, get yeah, some good content. You know, just like toilet brushes and yeah. shit. Like, that's good. That's funny. But... The thing is, if you take your photos at Ikea, it looks mm. like they're taken at Ikea. It just comes mm. across as kind of like a bit just and nah, corny. Corny is the word. Yeah, corny. Um, it's kind of chuggy, bro. It's, it's, it's so chuggy. <laughs> I am 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keep on chugling. So, what, like, to, to summarize the TikToks, how, yeah. how do you feel? Like, are the kids all right, Sam? Like... Do you think that this hustle culture is a disease of the mind that we can kind of like get past together as a society? Or no, kind it's, of stuck it's, with it. It's only going to get worse yeah. because it's just the way things are now. Like we were talking earlier, like even uh, having like a government job or something. Yeah. You know, like if you, you know, lots of people have like office jobs or whatever, but mm. it's still like you're essentially a freelancer. Like you get a six month contract, three month contract, you work. You invoice them, they yeah. pay you, you don't know if you have a job yeah. when that contract's over. Really, like... The age of the full-time job stuff. is, like, yeah. gone forever. Every, everything's a gig economy Yeah, yeah. thing. And, um, you know, we've sort of been doing that already because it kind of, I don't know, we just... Couldn't work out how to get yeah, a job don't normally. Know, <laughs> don't, don't know how to live like a normal person. So, just kind of, like, figure something out and yeah. it sort of works. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a problem because f- social media is like big, always, uh, I don't know, like I don't see it really going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. So there's always going to be people trying to get fame. Yeah, like to make it. Yeah, I say fame more than success. It's like they just want numbers. Yeah, totally. Um, they want to go viral. And it's just regurgitating dumb not not even dumb, it's just, just dry self-help books, yeah. like business books. You know, like, read that stuff if you're interested in them. Yeah. Study business, cool. But just having some TikTok dude, like, uh, just f- fucking, like, pick a random page and go, I'm going to make a video on this. I'm just going to read it word for yeah. word. 
Uh, and shots. people are going to think I'm so smart and successful and baller and... Baller life. We were talking before about that um, freelancer guy to come mm. full circle. Like, the, the, the freelancer dude has at its heart, you know, kind of generalized, like, some of it's good advice, some of it's kind of not. But the core issue with when, you know, you kind of delve into the world of quote-unquote content creation yeah. as, like, uh, giving advice to, to small business owners is that you end up making the focus of your work generating yeah. content rather than having like generating good advice. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's all about quantity, not about quality. When like, you know, it's probably only like five or six like useful things you could tell someone, you know, like starting out their business specifically. Yeah. But instead this guy's developed like 300 TikToks and, oh. and Instagrams where he's like, yeah. And like, you know, well, I mean, we've covered all the basics, but uh, hang on, hang on. I just got to think for a second. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the email <laughs> harass your customers, harass yes. them. Like, harass your... Yeah, that doesn't sound bad. Let's go with that. Oh yeah, just the whole thing of like, because it is content creation, and it's like eventually he's gonna like sort of run out of ideas, so he has to come up with new things, yeah. which maybe contradict some of the old advice, or it's just like oh, half baked yeah. things. And I, I get it; it's all like well intentioned and it's good, but it comes across really naive. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. And again, it's like, why am I going to take advice? Like, I'm not uh, going there to take uh, advice. I, I'm just sort of like, hate, hate watching these things. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like if someone was really like impressionable and was like trying to um, do these things. Again, this isn't an advice podcast, but hey, if oh, you want to no. do something, you just uh, like, if you want to make something, just make it. And then you kind of like. You can sort of figure it out later on, but it's, if you're going to... Exactly. Like, you're going to work out what you're doing through doing it, not through listening to some, like, TikTok, like, tell you how to do it. Don't worry. <laughs> but, I mean, I, it, take advice from your friends and your peers and, like, people yeah. you respect. People but who are just doing it. a strange internet man. So, we're getting a little fired up here. And I think it's really about time we take a neck-breaking tonal change. Now, it's time for everyone's favorite segment, first episode of the pod. Yeah. I like to call comfort food. What are we consuming? YouTube obsessions, Patreoners, artists, podcasts, TV or movies. I don't want the aesthetic stuff. I want to hear about the embarrassing shit that makes you do a panicked tab switch when <laughs> someone walks into the room. So, Sam McKenzie, what would you say... That when you're burnt out, you feel like you've spent too much time staring at like an artwork and you yeah. need to like take some time away from it. What is your white noise? What is your thing when you can't food? focus enough to like put on something you really enjoy? Like exactly. A, like a movie or a, something something helpful. Yeah. Like something, you know, nutritious. We're not talking oh, about yeah, nutritious yeah. content well, here. We were talking, you know, this does tie back into that awful <laughs> rise and grind TikTok shit because I... I, my Instagram explore tab is a nightmare. It's just, I, yeah. um, but yeah, like we were talking about before, like if you just want to put something on, mm -hmm. don't worry about it. I love those YouTube videos of like yes. meteorologist explains, uh, 10 movie disaster scenes and why they don't yes. work or whatever. I, I think I just, 
seeing how things are made. So yeah. I like documentaries and stuff. So YouTube is a, an easy factory for that stuff. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's it. Because it's like if your brain's already fried for like it might do that thing where I work past where I normally work. It might, yeah. it might knock off like 10 at night. Not enough time to watch a movie. But your brain, because you've been sort of like focusing on something for so long that there's not any point in putting anything worthwhile in it. No, you just no. want to like sit on the couch and like, like put on the f- put on SBS food. Like that's another one of those things I love that is just like background noise or oh just comfort. Um, I'm, I'm watching a lot of Gordon Ramsay kitchen everything at the moment. Yeah. Um, Hotel Hell... Um, Kitchen Nightmares, his cooking show. Yeah. I think I've got a bit of a crush on Gordon Ramsay. Oh, I like Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> I think I like, uh, funnily enough, I think I like the shows where he's uh, not putting on the angry man yeah. uh, persona and he's mm-hmm. where it's him like... He's actually l- quite gentle, isn't he? Yeah, it? and it'll be like him visiting another culture and then learning about how they cook things and what yeah. they do, uh, like him getting told to dig a hungi <laughs> so you're like, be like you know it'll take you like four hours or something he's like oh fuck me nah see the stuff that i like is when he like walks up to like a small man and he's like <laughs> when did you give up <laughs> i want to know when you stopped caring about being a chef <laughs> it happens so often like i, I you do, are pathetic actually <laughs> i do like that stuff too but i think sometimes if uh, i've got a frazzled brain i just yeah. want to see some like mm-hmm. Someone enjoying something. Yeah. Um. <laughs> wow, fucking hell. They asked me to dig a hungy. All I can say is, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. Is that good? That's good. That's him. Wow. That was an actual clip of uh, Gordon Ramsay. Uh, Do not sue us, BBC. Yeah. Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> Gordon, yeah. My emails. <laughs> Gordon, come on the pod. Friend of the podcast, Gordon Ramsay. Um, yeah, and then what else were we talking about earlier? And if I if I have a bit more of an attention span, mm. uh, I do like to watch movies and stuff like that and, like, seek out new movies. Yeah, I'm actually curious to get your take on um, Letterboxd, actually. Letterboxd is great. I know that... So you've got this really great Letterboxd, and I don't know how many people who would be listening to this that may follow me actually interact with Letterboxd because it's not like a traditional social media yeah, platform, is it? It feels a bit more like uh, old internet in it a way. Is not old like internet. super old, but kind of like before Facebook took over everything. It feels more like a forum almost, yeah, right? Like, yeah, it's a lot more personable and small. Um, and it's a great way to uh, like keep track of movies and what you're watching, what you want to watch. Mm-hmm. And something that even the simple act of like, finishing a movie and just like logging it maybe reviewing Mm -hmm. it is really a good incentive it like tricks my brain into like wanting to like finish a movie like maybe I'll put on a movie and be like this isn't great but I'll I'll at least finish it yeah um so so I can like catalog it uh yeah and it's it's sort of uh, (laughs) it sounds like so dumb but it's like a little reward system in your head, you get that little uh, pellet, dopamine pellet of dopamine yeah, yeah. from finishing, so- accomplishing something. Yeah. And it's really great for the social media side of it too, where uh, if you want to, you might be interested in a movie, look it up, you go, wow. And then the people you follow, you see if any of them have reviewed it. Mm-hmm. 
and then you can sort of like maybe get a better idea of if the movie's something you want to spend your time on. Yeah. Um, I love that. I, I think it's a really nice, like I've, I've always really admired that kind of approach that you take to watching movies where you're like, you know, you'll watch it, you'll work out what you want to watch, you rate and review it on Letterboxd. There's a sort of like nice process to it. And then it's almost as if like after you've been through that process, you get to kind of fully decide how you feel about a movie yeah. as well. Kind of like, I don't know, it, it sounds weird like you're getting too much um, outside influence or whatever. But I'm, I'm similar where I'm like, I can't really tell how much I liked a movie until I've been able to well, flesh it out and discuss it. Like the yeah. things that I liked well, or the some, things that I noticed. You some know? of them for sure. Some of them you watch it and you're just like, oh, this is awful. Bad. Or like, I'm having a great time. This is yeah. excellent. But it, I do find it like <clears throat> sitting on it for like a day or two to like, so you can see how you feel the next day. And also like... Uh, my only like New Year's resolution was to make sure I like wrote something about every movie I watch. Nice, um, because I appreciate that from other people. So you know, it, a lot of times it's just some stupid shit, like a dumb joke or uh, just something simple. Yeah. But that also kind of like <laughs> it helps you decide. Uh, it's like, wow, that movie was great. I have nothing to say about it. <laughs> or like you that can was... just say I liked it, right? <laughs> yeah, just, I liked I it. Like this movie. Or like if something was terrible, but you know how often something's terrible but you just want to talk about it because it's yeah. so, like such a train wreck or everything that was wrong with it mm-hmm. so i don't know it's a fun little exercise it if is you, anyone who is interested in movies get letterboxd get letterboxd and i'd actually I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch of listeners uh fans of yours who would be really keen to know what your movies lists are like would you be willing uh, to knows? share your share your like docs oh, yeah, yeah, on letterboxd I've, I've posted it on um my my socials same as my other handles, handles oh excellent ads, whatever. handles yeah instagram twitter it's time to get down to business sam yeah this is the only podcast in the entire world that truly values the time and expertise it's of about our time. guests. I Thank know. You. It's time. It's time. And as such, each guest gets paid for their appearance on the show. Um, so there's only one hitch. It's up to you, Sam. Yes. To decide how you get paid. <laughs> Me, oh, yeah. Fuck. Oh. So don't worry, it's not just you uses the industry standard compensation types. Exposure. Trade, money, or a slab of forex gold. <laughs> the universal payment types for well, artists the, around the world, oh, mostly the, Brisbane. The carton system is an age-old tradition, especially Australia. It uh, is. So, Sam McKenzie, how would you like to get paid for today's show? Uh, my payment is you <laughs> bought a bottle of vodka for us to drink, <laughs> to share. Um, so, that's kind of the, the carton thing, but I, I haven't... <laughs> I've been a bit off the beers lately, so mm, uh, true. so this is essentially that in spirit. Out of the four, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to prompt well, you. Well, out of the trade, four. trade, trade. Yeah, you do artist trade. Excellent, excellent choice, Sam. All right, so as this is a choose your own adventure um, segment of the show, um, we're gonna find out exactly how that worked out for you. Uh-huh. 
You have selected Artist Swap as your compensation. The universally feared, generally unwelcome request to trade goods instead of cold hard cash between peers. Mm. This is a lucky dip and you never really know what you're going to get. This week in the mail, you receive a badly drawn zine that details my personal traumas at length. (laughs) A misshapen staple cuts your finger as you try to open the zine. You say fuck loudly and accidentally knock the zine behind the fridge while looking for a band-aid. Later, you lie to me on Instagram Messenger, (laughs) saying that you found my work powerful. Uh, No comment. I think think this has happened several times. (laughs) Um, But I was was being genuine when I said it was powerful. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I didn't realize this is what the (laughs) Choose Your Own Adventure. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't actually outline that for you at all. No, I like this. It keep me on my toes. Yeah, but um, to... It's scary, like a Choose Your Own Adventure Goosebumps. Um, man, I haven't written a, a wrap-up for this episode. Um, well, but the I, beautiful I would, thing is you can do that anytime. Absolutely. But I would like to give you the opportunity, Sam, to um, do a plug. Is there plug. anything that you want to... Follow me on social media if you like that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, follow Sam on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter. Tumblr. <laughs> no, not Tumblr. <laughs> uh, Letterboxd. DeviantArt. <laughs> oh, um, don't, don't do that. Blogspot. Letterboxd. Uh, blogs, I miss Blogspot. What else? Yeah, Letterboxd, Twitter, uh, Instagram. That, that's the only ones, right? Yeah, I think so. No one's on Facebook. Oh, Email yeah. him. It's Call him. At, at Oh no, Sam, one word. His phone number is 0404. (laughs) (laughs) Send Um, him a text. Yeah, mail me things. Yeah. Um, All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. Audience (laughs) mum. I love you all so much. Um, And uh, thank you for listening to first ever episode of don't worry it's not just you i had such a blast talking to sam what an angel thank you for having me this has Um, been really fun so much fun all right guys take it easy (laughs) (laughs) um thank you for sharing that i've literally never heard that story really